0: Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe Hey everybody welcome back to the We Are Here podcast it's been quite some time since we've released an episode Uh, we launched the uh, pilot season back in February, March of this year did that whole pilot episode or season, I should say, with uh, some female entrepreneurs from around the South Coast. Just an amazing group of entrepreneurs, some great stories there. If you haven't listened to it, this is your first time listening to it, uh, head on over to southcoast.fm. You just go to your web browser, type in southcoast.fm, like FM radio. That'll bring you to the We Are Here podcast. You can listen to those back episodes. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us in Google Play. The most important thing you could do is share this episode, We're really trying to get the word out about entrepreneurship in the South Coast space. And, of course, get the word out about this podcast if you're interested in the stories uh, and the lessons, more importantly, that these folks are willing to share, this is a great podcast for you. Do you have a entrepreneur in your life, somebody who's doing some awesome stuff? Uh, go ahead and reach out to me. I'd love to interview them, southcoast.fm slash contact. You can find the contact form there. Drop us a line. We'll see if we can get you scheduled for the show. we we'll do some podcasts. we do some Facebook Live, some YouTube Live, all of that fun stuff. This episode is brought to you by SlocumStudio.com. All of your digital marketing and web services need SlocumStudio.com. Let's get into today's episode with Kevin Rose of UnpluggedFloatEssentials.com. Great episode, lots of good stuff to learn here. Get your pen and paper ready for some amazing insights. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We Are Here podcast fall season 2018. And I have to give it up for today's guest because if it weren't for him reaching out, doing his amazing Uh, outreach marketing tactics, guerrilla marketing tactics to say, hey, man, get me on your show to talk about my company. The season probably wouldn't have kicked off until November. So uh, we can thank our guest uh, for that. Today's guest is Kevin Rose Jr. from UnpluggedFloatEssentials.com. Kevin, welcome to the program.
1: Uh thank you very much, and I'm glad I could uh give you a little motivation uh that's that's kind of what the brand is about as well we
0: We all need it uh you know coincidentally enough I don't know if you have you ever gotten gotten uh confused with Kevin Rose, the entrepreneur from Silicon Valley and dig and uh, all of the, the, the crazy Google Venture stuff that he's done in the past. Yeah, it's,
1: it's funny. Uh, I was actually out in Portland, Oregon. Um, I've never gotten that around here, but um, I, I was out there uh, in August. There was a big uh, float conference and everywhere I went where, you know, they looked at my card or I was paying for something. They're like, oh, are you familiar? I'm like, yes, unfortunately, there's a cap on the level of my
0: startup. <laughs> there's a Matt Medeiros. There's there's a Matt Medeiros that was a, uh, a vice president of Dell uh, at one point, And I, I receive emails from... For him, just like cold outreach emails all the time for like these Fortune 50 companies that want to just like hire him. Like, yeah, man, I'll take I'll take the salary. I, I mean, I'm not gonna show up at that level that he's at, but I'll I'll take it. Um, for folks who don't know who you are, what you do, give us that two minute elevator pitch. Uh, who are you, and what do you do?
1: All right. So uh, once again, my name is Kevin Rose Jr. and I'm the owner founder of Unplugged Float and Unplugged Float Essentials. Uh, what we are doing currently is we offer four unique uh, hemp based bath soaks. Um, It's predicated or thought through as um, as an option uh, for people to take a piece of their float home with them. And what Unplugged Float is, is in hopefully the near future, what we're looking to offer is uh, flotation therapy uh, to the South, uh, South Coast area.
0: So, I'm going to break it down. So, if you're a first-time listener to the We Are Here podcast, what this show is all about is I try to find some great entrepreneurs in the South Coast area, uh, you know, anywhere around New Bedford, Fall River, and, you know, wherever else this, this show takes us and just show the audience what the amazing startups uh, are doing in this area. Some great founders, um, some great innovative people. And when I heard this pitch uh, at e all gosh, I think a year ago now at this point, maybe? Almost two. Almost two years ago. I was like, flotation device? This man's from the future. <laughs> like, what, what, what is What is he talking about here? Uh, break that down for us. What? What is that capsule that one enters and floats in for a given amount of time?
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, flotation therapy, and, and trust me, I was in the same boat uh, roughly uh, about 16 months, 18 months before I even had the idea to start the business. And uh, I heard uh, about it through a friend and then, um, you know, I started doing some research. And basically uh, what's happening is, is you get into um, a room similar to uh, think of almost like a tanning salon as far as the space. Um, you hop in the shower and then it is roughly um, jacuzzi-based tub. Some are open, some are closed. Um, and it's filled with roughly 1,000 pounds of uh, Epsom salt. Uh, the water is heated to skin temperature right around 93 and a half degrees. And uh, you just float. And, and the unique thing about it, um, is it allows to and, and hence our, our name unplugged is it, it allows you to uh diminish some of the sensory input and w- whether that be um obviously gravity um because the water is skin temperature it allows you to um you know have that natural floating uh sensation and there's no um The skin uh, or or feeling um, anything topically um, and it just allows you to kind of get into a mind space where you know you can really reflect whether that be meditate or whether that kind of be working out issues or or visualization and it's it's been a really transformative thing for me um, and that's why you know I wanted to bring it uh, to the area.
0: So is it is it akin to floating in a pool, forgive me, I've never done it, so I don't know. I don't know what the feeling is like. So, is it like a weightlessness, like maybe I'm in space, or is it like I'm floating in a pool kind of thing? Yeah,
1: it's it's more um, weightlessness. Almost thinking, uh, uh, I'm sure you know uh, or heard of people going to the Dead Sea, which mm-hmm. that's uh, that that's heavily uh, dense in salt. Um, this is actually a, a lot more uh, dense in salt and salt, and you're floating naturally. It requires no effort. Uh, it doesn't matter your size or anything like that and um it just takes you know whether you have issues um you know posture issues or anything like that you're just floating naturally and uh you know getting uh, some much needed rest
0: nice so i mean it's a great alternative for folks that you know just super active or maybe they're just maybe they're high intense athletes as well so they're either working out super hard or they're super stressed that you know their day-to-day this is a great alternative to maybe, you know, going for that massage or maybe doing that yoga class. You could do something like this and find the same, maybe almost same sorts of benefits of those other activities.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, that that's kind of how it came into my world. Um, I don't know actually if we spoke about this, but I, I own a trucking company as well. I've been uh, into martial arts and MMA for roughly 12 years and, um, driving truck for 12 hours and fighting, you know, and trading, you know, five, six days a week, I was getting beat up and that's how this kind of came about well, with me and uh, mentally burnt out and, and physically kind of burnt out because of, of, you know, the high output that I was putting out. And it gave me so much needed perspective as, as well as, you know, helped heal my body a little bit. And, and I was like, this is amazing. I need to try to make this happen as soon as possible right. um, and, and offer that, uh, you know, to as many people as, as possible.
0: So that's great background. And one of my questions to you is going to be, is this your, this doesn't sound like it's your first rodeo. The way you talk about running a business, the way you look at running a business. A lot of folks that I've spoken to in the past there, uh, they are, uh, happened upon becoming a business owner, right? They had this great idea. They sort of toyed with it a little bit and all of a sudden they found themselves running a business and like, Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, with you, you, you sound uh, much more confident and much more uh, seasoned in your business, um, You know, Acumen. We're gonna get to that. The the other thing we do at the show is I'm very interested in how do people take these such these these unique ideas like Unplug Float Essentials and make it work in the South Coast, right? This you know the South Coast is just an interesting space. It's one of those things where you have to be here to understand. You know, it's it's not Boston for sure. It's not Providence for sure. And we're sandwiched in between those two, plus a high, uh, uh, highly trafficked. you know, seasonal vacational spot down in the Cape. So we're in this funky place, man, where there's like, there's a lot of business happening, there's a lot of great ideas, but where where are the people? <laughs> where are the people? Where are the customers? How do we present this stuff? Uh, and when you started the pitch at e with the flotation devices, you're not doing that now. Did you run into a barrier with like, I don't know, the technology, the the space of where to put something like this to have the foot traffic? What was it all sort of coming together and saying, you know what, maybe we'll put the, the actual physical location on hold and we'll shift to e-commerce sales and, and product sales, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, Um, first and foremost, I, you know, I love New Bedford. I lived in uh, New Bedford um, pretty much all my life. I lived in Boston for a little while and in in its current iteration, you know, because I think it's kind of in the, in a the renaissance period, New Bedford is, is growing and it's always been um, an artist-based community um, for the most part, especially, you know, with the downtown area, I think it's very open-minded. Um, there's not a lot of chain stores or things of that nature, and it's very much a community, I think, in which it allows um, things slightly outside of the box to start to present itself and allow people to be creative. And because it's a community, people generally um, are, are supporting each other and, and allowing people to kind of grow. Um, in regards to space and, and, and what we're looking to do as far as growing the flotation therapy center, um, I've been working on this roughly for, for about two years, and uh, pretty much all the back-end stuff, all the marketing, the branding, um, the business plan, you know, I, all that was ready to go. Um, by the end of uh, 2017, we were looking to pull the trigger. We were looking at um, different options in regards to financing, and I had anticipated it being roughly you know, 20% down um, to, to you know, get, get this, this venture going. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) it it, uh, turned out that I would need um, roughly 40 to 45 percent capital, which because, you know, there's a a big build out the equipment, uh, you know, that was a substantial uh, substantial increase in, in capital that I would need. So what I did was is I looked at my options and I went, okay, currently, you know, I own a trucking company and that generates some money. And can I take that from there? And, and and really have a go of this. But because this was such a new thing, one on the South Coast and, and, and two, for me, you know, I have a background in, in, in some business, but this venture is is you know outside of, of the norm, a coffee shop or something that you know the general public knows. I sat back and, and we had the idea for salt for a, a little while, so I went, okay, I can invest the capital that I have already in in, in offering a product, get people excited, hopefully about the brand, offer something that's truly unique and and build the overall um, essence of, of what i'm looking to do with this business because it's, it's more of a passion project for me rather than a, a monetary or, or chasing the financial aspect of it if if that were the case and i was just looking to you know generate capital I, you know i would just stick to trucking person
0: yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah i i i don't doubt that but so there's a lot i mean as tight as everyone's belts are you know, at home and, and, you know, around the area, there's a lot of money out there in terms of, you know, venture capital, seed funding, angel investment, that kind of thing. Did you ever think about pursuing that route instead of going the traditional, you know, getting, a which I'm assuming you were doing, was going to a traditional bank, financial institution, trying to get a loan, that kind of thing, versus, hey, here's my pitch deck. Uh, Let me pitch you this idea. We're looking for, you know, 20 grand uh, angel investment for a little bit of, ownership in this company. Did, did you ever think about going that route or pursue that?
1: Yeah, I, I started to do a little bit of, of, of research on that and talking to some people within the finance community and, 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 and discussing that. And, and though um, for most that would seem um, like a good avenue just for me personally and what I want the brand to be, um, like I said, with it being a passion project, I, I'd hate for Somebody to be investing for the, the monetary gain uh, of it and, and for them to to be looking at the dollars and cents rather than offering the best product possible. So after speaking with a few people, and it could be just a, just a matter of the people that I had spoken to, but um, I kind of took that off the table and went like, let me hunker down. This might take a little bit longer, but let me try to you know tie everything together and make this as, as good as possible. Um, you know, the good old-fashioned
0: way. Yeah, yeah, right. And obviously nothing uh, nothing wrong with that. One of the challenges, and we started to talk about this, is, you know, in this area, you know, things aren't as, you know, progressive as a, as a Boston or even a Providence. And, I, and I'm sure, I'm just assuming anyway, that uh, flotation devices and services and, and locations are available in a, in a place like a Boston, probably one <laughs> or two, uh, may, maybe. Yeah, so h- h- how do you get this kind of concept out to the folks in this area I mean is that the challenge at least on the physical side we'll get to the product side of what you're doing now but at least like this location and, and getting the word out like you said people are familiar with this so how do you even gauge the, the potential success of this business in this area
1: well the thought process and the way I, I've always approached it was you know uh, you know the, the name flotation therapy and what is it and, and what are you looking to achieve so rather than trying to sell the um or, or trying to present what the, the 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 service is in itself it's it's the effects and what you're getting from it. you know like you said earlier people generally are, are cash strapped they're usually working 40 plus hours a week they're generally tired or, or having some sort of issues uh physically or mentally but you know we get caught in this routine in which this is how we live our life and 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 the objective in in what flotation therapy has done for me and the people that I've presented it to, to to kind of get me embarked on this journey is it allows you to get some perspective, take a few minutes, roughly 60 minutes to 90 minutes, and look at what's going on, things that you like, things that you don't like, and, and what can you change to potentially either generate some more money, you know, help your life out, maybe get out of a bad relationship or something negative, or just really take an honest assessment of what's going on without any distractions, whether that be the kid crying in the other room or whether that be, you know, anything else that's going on in your life. So in presenting um, what flotation therapy is, as far as the benefits in that manner, the enthusiasm locally has been, I mean, almost weekly people are asking me, when are you guys opening? You know, when are you guys, (laughs) when are you guys coming? And it's like, as much as uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword because I'm like, God, you just got to hold on. I know at the end of the day, it, it, it's going to be an inclusive experience that I think is going to be second to none. In which, because it's it's sensory deprivation, I want to present a, a complete package as far as people can. I, I, I can I can essentially give you an experience in we're we're taking senses away from when you walk into the door to when you're floating, and then mm-hmm. now at the reentry per se. You know, if if we can present it correctly, I think it'll be overall amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm right there with you. There's 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 so many ways. The, the thing about being an entrepreneur, the best thing about being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur is is you can do it any way you want, right? Theoretically, to a degree, I guess, uh, and you can either. You know, rent a warehouse and throw a salt. I'm gonna, you know, don't get offended. Throw a salt machine in there and say, get in the, get in the capsule, right? And, and it, you're you're walking on wood, and uh, you know, it's just this big open, you know, warehouse that you rented for, you know, fifty cents a square foot. Or you wait until it's super refined, you walk in from everything, from the smell, the, 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 the sights that you're seeing, um, the interaction with the customer, you know, all the way from the pre-sales process to being in the float to leaving the float um, and then getting somebody back in. Refining that process is critical, right? And you, and you can do it the quick MVP way, the minimal viable product way. Like I said, rent a super cheap place, put your machine in there, or spend some time build out a great product line first see how you can sell to customers because i think that's also a missing link that some people dive in way too deep No, no pun intended where they where they where they do everything they get the the high-end uh foot traffic location they spend lots of money on you know uh, design and aesthetics uh they probably buy 18 machines right and they haven't sold one customer yet right they don't even have a customer base to start with and then they have all this overhead and nobody walking through the door. So I think what you're doing um, you know, by doing product first is, is great because now you'll have the traffic, you'll have the customers, so that when you do open the doors, y- you have a list that you can sell to and say, hey, doors are open, you know, come on in and, and, and flow instead of doing it at home with our product. So I think it's a smart move on you. Um, one of the other things I do appreciate is your branding. Talk to me. <laughs> talk, talk to me about that. That's, that's also another thing that I see. Again, double edged sword. You either, you know, start the idea uh, and start selling and, and getting customers straight away and then refine the brand as you go or start with a great brand and start building up that way. Um, how did this all come about? Are you background in design in, in, in graphic design and branding and messaging? How did this all come out to, to come out to be so good?
1: Uh, well, uh, uh, funny enough, uh, I consider myself the Cape Verdean Forrest Gump. So I'm a, I'm a man of, <laughs> of many, uh, many, many faces. Um, I, you know, I'm, I've been a saxophone player all my life. I studied at Berkeley, uh, Berkeley College of Music. I've always been an artistic guy. Um, and then, you know, I got into martial arts, which, you know, obviously you know, is it, a form uh, of art as well. And then approaching business, um, you know, with the trucking company and moving forward with what i Uh, has become um pretty much um you know some stuff we've outsourced but for the most part it's all come from you know my vision um into what the brand um what i think it should feel like what you know and you said it perfectly what it smells like what it feels like um just everything like thinking about it and approaching it from all aspects you know, I, I just really invested a lot of time in, in, in what it looked like and what it should feel like. And in the space specifically with, with um, working with hemp, looking at uh, and doing research at all the brands, that, that was a big missing piece for most of them. So if and, and, and the goal was to offer, you know, a, a great product and to make it look unique and to make it feel unique. And then, you know, hopefully that, that transcends into floating and, and, and beyond.
0: So uh, for folks, I mean, we're just doing audio. Uh, I'm, I'm actually looking at uh, Kevin through video right now. He's got all of his product and inventory behind him. So the packaging looks great. Uh, how has this been? How has selling product? Uh, I noticed on the website, there's a wholesale link. Um, what is the biggest business uh, reven- uh, gener- <laughs> revenue generator for you right now? Is it direct sales to, to customers and end users? Or is it wholesales uh, to storefronts and, and other shop owners you know, stocking your goods? How, how is this all playing out for you on the e-commerce side?
1: uh e commerce direct sales uh has has been probably about seventy percent to twenty percent in regards to wholesale wholesalers um in in regards to um the the branding are are very interested but because we're still fairly new um they're they' you know we we've got tons of inquiries um and because we're not as big of a brand our following is still growing we've only been at this since uh since june that's been a little bit on the slower side um coming up in the the coming weeks we're we're starting to do some trade shows so you know hopefully that picks up but the consumers you know and and pretty much we've been uh we've been in about 33 states or sold to uh 33 states and and our numbers are are good for as 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 small or as, as as soon as as we you know we've only been doing this roughly four or five months so, um, yeah, direct-to-consumer has been huge and, and people seem to genuinely enjoy our product. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy.
0: There's a lot. So I see this a lot, right? So um, as somebody who, who spends a lot of time consulting folks and, and just talking about general web stuff, um, I always look for opportunities in people's traditional businesses, right? So there's a lot of people out there that just have whatever. They have traditional businesses. They're, uh, they're an accountant or, or they're a shop owner or they're a restaurant owner or whatever that it might be. Um, Or they're another consultant in this space. And I always see opportunity in in e-commerce, right? Like where somebody can, you know, again, if you're a I don't know if you're a gym owner, right? And and you have a gym and you're trying to get people in the door and get them to subscribe to your gym and and work out with you four days a week, uh, whatever it is. That there's opportunity to sell, I don't know, a, a, a digital service, right? Uh, you know, we talked about that when when we had boutique fitness on, right? There's there's ways that that she can, you know, position, you know, digital downloads as a workout at home kind of scenario. Um, from your angle, I mean, do you see this as an opportunity to grow beyond the? Uh, you know, the in-person shop, uh, or in-person locations? Like, do you see this overtaking that idea or is it the inverse where this will start to feed that and that can become even bigger? Is there just a perfect synergy between the two? Uh, I think there's a
1: synergy between the two. It's funny. Um, and, and, we had the idea, um, before, um, you know, we ran into that, that pivot with, with the, the capital. Um, but it, as it's growing now, um, and we're actually doing a little teaser, but we're looking at some other add-on products that go with our whole mantra of unplug, recover, and evolve and, and different things. But it, it to me, if it can be as cohesive and really you know, adding layers to what unplugged float is, you know, I'm very interested in, in doing that. And, and once again, it, it's just a matter of timing and understanding and learning and, and I'm I'm approaching this. Not only as a, a business, but a learning opportunity, um, you know, for for myself. So as we continue to look at different wholesalers and co-packing, or 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 adding products, or or changing some of our branding or packaging, like I have a heavy hand in all of that, and, and just enjoying the process is something that um, that that drives me to continue to to move forward. So overall, um, the objective is is to offer, um, you know, a, a cohesive experience from flotation therapy and encapsulate our mantra.
0: If there's somebody listening to this as a business owner who has a physical location or they're used to maybe like referral work and and they don't do a lot of stuff online, are there anything that they should be aware of that you noticed? Um, Was it difficult to set up e-commerce? Was there a a gotcha moment where you're like, oh my God, I didn't think about this (laughs) uh, when you were selling things online? Any takeaways from, you know, doing the e-commerce and dealing with customers out of state and the inquiries that you might get, maybe asking about, hey, how is this packaged? Can I get four instead of six? Like, those types of questions that come up, anything that uh, you've found as proven lessons throughout all of this?
1: Um, I think the biggest lesson, and, and, and I'm king of distilling uh, things down, so you got to bear with me uh, for a second. <laughs> but, um, it, 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 there's time and there's money, right? So if you have time and no money, you got to get to work. And that, that has kind of been <laughs> uh, what we've gone through. So a lot of that in regards to e-commerce and, and um, setting up the website, there's tons of free resources, uh, resources out there um, whether that be from web hosting and, and, and it would Squarespace and, and different marketing platforms and different, um, just, just tons, tons of options. Um, but it requires some time, you know, if you have money and no time, you know, whether you're working a lot, then, you know, look into subcontract some of those things out. Um, if you have both good for you, you probably should find a hobby. If you have time and money, <laughs> um, you know, it might get into some trouble. And if you have neither, you know, maybe you should float and, uh,
0: <laughs> things in <laughs> um, what about interacting with customers how are you capturing this is another sort of uh, you know what we'll call the feedback loop which i you know is probably an industry industry term at this point um, how are you adjusting to some of the feedback that you receive from customers that maybe aren't in the south coast you know again in multiple states um, you know are they saying hey we love your product uh, can you do this can you do that uh, we'd like to have it in a bigger size and a smaller size. Um, how are you managing the feedback that you're getting, and then sort of you know distilling that into your own business?
1: Oh yeah, the the feedback for the most part, which it, it actually uh, you, you would think it, it would be a good thing, but overall it, it's it's 90 positive and and the 10 that that's constructive. Um, you know, I try to implement uh, implement it, especially you know if it's little things in regards to um, recently. We, uh, one of our customers was talking about having more information about the benefits and what are the differences between the silks and we've been working on, you know, presenting that in, in, in a better, more clear and concise manner. Um, but overall, um, you know, the objective is in, in everything that we do is to offer, you know, the best experience possible. So for the most part, you know, anything that comes in, we look at, and, and, and we honestly, you know, objectively look at it with, you know, no ego attached. and, And if, if the person, um, you know, for the most part they they generally are looking in our best interest or, or looking to have you know a better experience so we just try to implement that as soon as possible and
0: and and, and move on from there let's talk about we so we talk about look, we look we've put you up on that pedestal we talked about a lot of great things that you do <laughs> now let's talk about the challenges like what what is it that you're struggling with uh, that that you're really trying to hone in on on the end of 2018. I think you know prior to the sh- prior to hitting record and and even seeing some of the the posts that you've had on Instagram before, you're trying to get out there more. You're trying to tell a better story. You're really trying to be more transparent about who you are and, and what you do for the company and the brand. Um, is it just that? Is it just you know telling that story and, and being the the, the the brand builder behind these products or is it something that else that you're really focused in on, on, on the rest of 2018 going into 2019?
1: Uh, it's kind of twofold. Um, that, that's a huge part in it, uh, personally. Um, and, and I think it's a, it's a semi irrational fear, but for me, um, I, I would hate for somebody to not either be interested or try my products because of a personal opinion of, of who I am. Not that, you know, I have many enemies or anything like that, but that is something for me that, um, has always made me hesitant because i'm so passionate about this i rather it be judged or reviewed or liked or disliked based upon it standing on its own two legs but with today's society and social media and everything that's just not how business is is, is done and this the brand story and and the process is something that that people really enjoy and want to know you know where are things sourced what where you know what's in the products, who's the person behind it. So it's, it's a struggle that that I've been working to to implement a little bit more of, of myself and our story, which hence you know <laughs> why we're talking. And uh, to wrap up the year, what we're looking is, is to continue to be a little bit more creative uh, with our marketing. Um, unfortunately, um, because of um, the soaks, uh, having hemp inside of them, there is, it's a little bit uh, difficult in regards to doing not Well, the, the new traditional marketing in terms of Facebook and Google and things of, uh, of that nature, they're hesitant to kind of pull the trigger to allow that um, because, you know, the legislation is still in that gray area. So uh, we're being really creative with what we're doing for marketing, which has been fun. Um, we're working with some podcasts. We're doing some, um, some different websites and influencer stuff that, that has turned out, you know, good. Um, but just continue plugging away at that and and trying to be as creative to get the word out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, again, as a consultant in this space, I I look at what a small business owner has to do to make it right. Not just, not even just online, but just to, just to make it in business, right. To, To, to put all the X's and O's together, to get all the financing, to do all the accounting, to get customers in the door, to maintain the business, to do all of this stuff. And then somebody comes to you and says, okay, now, how, how are you going to market all this stuff? Like, how are you going to keep people coming back? How are you going to find new customers? And I look at the online world, because that's where I live in, you know, 98% of the time. I look at how much content people have to create in order to stay top of mind. Podcasts, blog posts, newsletters, YouTube, Facebook Live, Instagram stories, Instagram posts, tagging, Twitter, LinkedIn. And I'm like, like, I do it. I do it. I do it like a fraction of it and I know how much time it puts out out of my book and I live in this world and I can only imagine how difficult it is for the small business owner to do this in order to survive because days of you know hey I'll just uh, do some SEO stuff I'll put some keywords on my website and people will find me I'll be in first place that's that's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen anymore you either have to create some amazing content like I think you do with with uh, your Instagram stuff and you have to stay top of mind. A great way to do it is doing a podcast, doing podcasts like this or showing up on another podcast that's related in the industry. It's an amazing way to connect to an audience. Are there other content things that you think will work? Again, thinking of the other entrepreneurs out here on the South Coast specific to maybe New Bedford, or is just the South Coast area that you think, hey, you all should be doing this because it's worked for me or at least I'm going to try to start doing this stuff
1: well uh, for us in, in, in you know it's kind of a plug for what we're doing but podcasts are um, just an amazing Avenue um, you're, you're getting to really see an aspect of what the business is as well as you know what people are, are into in various levels so if there's any way you know given um, well, we, we recently worked with, with a, a crossfit specific podcast and they amazing, uh, amazing women. And, and it, it was a really, really good uh, uh, avenue for us to start selling. And, and there, there's tons of podcasts out there and whether the, the viewership, you know, can range from in the hundreds to the hundreds of thousands, but the the investment and in, in working and getting the name out there, that's a huge, huge, huge benefit, especially um, for us. We, You know, it, it was really, really big for us. So doing things in that nature. And, and I think just coming off and in, in having a genuine, perspective on what you're looking to achieve or what you want the brand to represent. So once again, you know, kind of distilling, uh, the question a little bit, you know, what does it look, feel, smell? What, what, what does the person who buys your product, uh, what, what kind of shoes do they wear? And, and that might give you some insight into the avenues in which you pursue that customer.
0: Yeah. Customer segmentation, creating customer avatar. I mean, do you have a, a customer avatar that you have highlighted? Because one of the things, and I, I meant to bring this up earlier is when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, both online uh, and in in the local market, in fact, I just spoke to one the other day, and he showed me a pitch deck, and he stacked you know this product offering with like so much in it, like so much like value and services, and the price point he was putting it out at was like I don't know, just throw a random number out there, like twenty five bucks, and I'm like, no, there are people that are out there that will pay twenty five hundred dollars for this. Right. And, and I feel like maybe you're in that in that boat where uh, especially in the in-person, um, you know, st- storefronts where people can come in and actually float. I feel like, hey, this is a a premium service. We just have to target premium customers. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think I got to get everybody to look at this stuff. I want to give everybody this value. So we put it at this like this really low price point where, we might be able to 10X our, our price point if we just focused on that higher end customer. Um, anyway, long way to get around the fact of do you have a customer avatar in place for both products, online and the retail shop?
1: Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time and in, in, in once again, coming from the music background, I kind of assimilate things like on a musical aspect, which actually we'll be releasing uh, pretty soon. We're doing um, playlists, like custom playlists for the soaps so uh, that you can listen to. But awesome. I, I, I spend a lot of time in, in thinking about who who that person is at at at, at as base of a level as I can and you know I brought it up briefly what types of shoes do they wear do they wear you know a, a Nike or a Doc Martin or whatever and, and as the more you can build that and the more you can like really look at, Okay, like how, you know, how much do they spend on X, how much do they spend on Y, and even if it's just assumptions at first, that will really point you in a direction as far as what your brand looks like, what it feels like, what the price point is, you know, what, what message you're trying to put out there. And that's something that, you know, from, from being in the truck sometimes, because uh, I, I do go back and drive sometimes, you know, that's, that's what I think about, you know, majority of the day, like, okay. I have a 20, in my mind, I have a 28 year old female that has an L.O. Bean sweater on and she has, you know, X or Y and, you know, is that somebody that I see purchasing my product and how do I reach them? Yeah.
0: No, it's awesome stuff. I think everybody has to do it. And you're dead on with... These are all assumptions. Like, getting a business started is all assumptions. (laughs) And it's not until you get out there and actually start beating the streets and selling to customers. You have the conversations. You see money coming in. You learn what works. And guess what? You're probably going to change, right? Uh, I think... One of the best things about the E for All program, and I know I talk about the E for All program so much on the show. Maybe they, they they should sponsor the show. I should talk to Jeremiah and Shelly and get them to sponsor the show. But I think the best thing, like when I have those speed dating nights where uh, the mentors meet the the incoming cohort cohort, they you know they they ask me say, hey, so do you what do you what do you like about this program as a mentor? And I like to say like seeing what you come in. Thinking that you're going to start as an entrepreneur, and then in 90 days seeing how that's been flipped upside down, for, you know, for the most part, and you're off, you know, pursuing something else because you've worked out all of the demons of, you know, all everything: customer avatar, marketing, positioning, legal, financing, counting. Um, it's amazing. It's an amazing program. It's an amazing revelation that people go through. But I think it happens for years, if not infinitely, throughout the business. You're always. Yeah, you're always jumping from, not jumping, but you're always pivoting to a new way because that's how you're going to stay uh, in business. All right, Kevin, this, you know, listen, we talked about the, I might edit stuff down. I'm not editing anything out of of this show. This was was great. Um, Give yourself uh, the final few minutes here. What do you have going on? Anything that you want to promote or point towards, uh, point people towards to find you on the web?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, just check us out online. Um, we're, we're, we're slowing down a little bit in, in, in terms of our, our output of social media. I, I feel like we're, we've kind of starting to get a little redundant to uh, what our message is. And now, you know, uh, objectively, we're looking to, you know, build the, the, the brand as far as letting people know who we are and the behind the scenes and who works on the team and what we're looking to achieve. Um, but we are uh, at uh, unpluggedfloatessential.com. And uh, we have a few events coming up. We'll actually be at the Rhode Island uh, Cannabis Convention uh, October 20th and 21st. So we'll have a booth set up there.
0: All right, everybody else, it's the We Are Here podcast. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be amazing. We're kicking back off the fall season. Uh, We started the first five episodes back in February, March uh, of 2018 of this year, uh, where we highlighted all female entrepreneurs, some amazing stories there. Go ahead and check that out. If you want to uh, help us get found more uh, on iTunes, go ahead and drop us a five-star review in iTunes. Just search for the We Are Here podcast or southcoast.fm. Uh, however you want to find us, you can find us there. Southcoast.fm slash subscribe to join the newsletter. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you learned a ton from today's guest. Shared a lot of value and experiences for running a business and doing entrepreneurship on the South Coast. So I hope you take a lot out of it. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. This episode is brought to you by Slocum Studio. You can find Slocum Studio at slocumstudio.com. If you need to get your marketing in order, landing pages, get your conversions up, build that email list, look no further than Slocum Studio at slocumstudio.com.